Mike's Daily Podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. Episode 1275, 1275. Hi, I'm Mike Matthews, broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in very wet, wet Podcastro Valley, Mont. The last place on earth. Today, we hear from Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, the brewmaster. We bring you the news segment called Live and Loco. And we talk about Mike's Daily Podcast. Various things. I don't know. Darius things. Darius Rucker. Hootie and the Blowfish. Mike's Daily Podcast. With a little love and some tenderness, we can rise above the mess. Hey, I just sang a song by Hootie and the Blowfish. Is that wrong? I wanted you to sing along and hold my hand. Mike's Daily Podcast. Every time I look at you, I go blind. Every time. Mike's. That's my song. Daily. For you today. Podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I did too. So, yes, I think we are in a world of... So, the the lovely Diana, who I spoke to two days ago, and I'm going to try to get her daughter on the show. I also am going to try... Because her daughter is a rapper in Los Angeles. And I'm also going to try to get on... Oh, what is the name of the... Let's see if I can do this without crashing the computer while I'm recording this. Because it seems like when I multitask... This computer, everything goes to pot. Uh, let's see. It was the band. Wait, what's it? What? Why is Kurt Smith popping up on Facebook in the news set? Steel Phantoms. Steel Phantoms was the band. Oh, there's a dulcimer cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Kurt Smith is absolutely perfect. All right, they, they sent me that because they know I love the Kurt Smith. Oh, and Richard Hatch, who played Apollo on the original Battlestar Galactica, died. He was 71. Richard Hatch. And then, look, can we just quickly look at someone that I, uh, okay, sometimes she sends me bands that I have also interviewed. I interview a lot of musicians, look who just walked in. The last band, though, she sent me to interview, they did not actually um, say what they were going to do. They said they were going to give me tickets to their show. What was the name of that band? Ah, who cares? It's one of the more recent bands. Um, What? Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Okay, now I'm seeing that somebody was awesome. I'm turning off Facebook now. Turn off Facebook now. There we go. Okay, life is so much better without Facebook. Steel Phantoms. I might get on the the show at some point. A woman that uh, sends me a lot of bands that I've interviewed. Some good ones. Uh, but she, the last band, did not... They were, they were going to invite me to their show in San Francisco, and I never got an invite. They, like, completely forgot about me. Like, Wells just walked in. She was asking what great show she could watch after finishing watching all of the Downton Abbey episodes. And I said, why don't you watch Midsummer Murders? 
and I didn't get a response from her. So that's why Facebook sucks is because I don't exist on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, but nobody sees me. I'm invisible. I walk around in the shadows. Shadow man. My point being that maybe we'll have steel phantoms on. And maybe we'll have on the woman's rapper daughter on. And maybe monkeys will fly out of my derriere. Who knows? All kinds of things can happen in this crazy world where Mike Pence is doing all of Trump's work. He had to go in and cast the deciding vote the first time ever in the approval of someone for, let's see, it was the uh, Betsy LaRosse or whatever for the head of education. He went in and casted the deciding vote. First time a vice president has ever done that in this situation. And he said he was all, all excited to do that. And he's also all excited about defending Trump, especially when Trump is saying things like, I love Putin. Oh yeah, Putin's killed a couple people, but so have we. I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, look, you know what? Everybody's killing everybody. So what do you mean? Anyway, Trump was being... Pence defended Trump. I, I simply don't accept that there was any moral equivalency in the president's comments. Look, uh... Uh, President Trump uh, uh, throughout his life, uh, his campaign and in this administration has never hesitated to be critical of government policies by the United States in the past. But there was no moral equivalency. What you heard there was a determination to 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 attempt to deal with the world as it is to start afresh with Putin and to start afresh with Russia. This Midsummer Murders episode that I really enjoyed was the one, the guy who took over for, okay, every, the lead detective, it's about these detectives in England, but they're kind of, okay, there's these areas, this is what I gather, being an American, never lived in England, there's these little towns called Midsummers. And here's today's podcast picture. Oh yeah, and then there's the podcast picture today. Which I took, it's of an interesting alleyway in San Francisco. It, it just, it was completely empty and there's all these cool plants and this redwood that, that's been shaped, the, these beams made out of redwood and it's just so Northern California and San Francisco-esque. I like this, so that's why I put that podcast podcast picture and you can see that podcast picture at mikesdailypodcast.com where you can also help out the show through the amazon link click on that amazon link buy whatever it is you're gonna buy and the world is a happier place because of it and you support us and there's also the wonderful uh what do they call it paypal and you'll get a special greeting from all the cafe anyway characters a couple of which who have walked in i'll get to you guys in a second hold on and then there's the past podcast pictures and past interviews what I'm saying is the Jack Russell story from Midsummer Murders. The guy who took over for John Barnaby. Is it John Barnaby? Anyway, one of the Barnabys that took over. The guy, he's the lead detective. He picks up on all these things. He's very Sherlock Holmesian. And he figures out these murders. Well, there's this side story going on where he's got this little Jack Russell terrier. And the Jack Russell is like sick and... 
then he's got these weird scars on him and and I'm like, what is this? What's happening in this storyline? Is it, are they saying this guy's beating his dog? And of course, I'm a dog lover, so I'm very, you know, leery of that sort of thing. And uh, Basil the boxer was watching this episode, and he was getting very upset. Yeah, saying that and that and the other thing. And it turned out, anyway, cafe. Anyway, 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 anyway. that the dog had somehow eaten a ring. That this uh, Barnaby Detective Barnaby was going to give to his lovely wife on the show, and uh, the dog had eaten the ring, and so the ring was being passed was passing through the dog, and I guess he finally got the ring. So there were actually no scars on the. They didn't do any surgery on the dog, but I guess they did an X-ray. It was such a touching episode. The dog passed the ring. Which he then gave to his wife. Well, he didn't like tell the wife that, but then one of the side characters, the woman that performs the autopsies on the victims that have been murdered, she told the wife, it's a close knit little family. I'm so Jim Gaffigan right now. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh yeah. We're gonna do this wonderful segment today called Matthew's News, but first, I mean, what was it? Oh, Live and Loco. But we're very loco today. Hey, I want to say hi to some of the people that walked into Cafe Anyway. Hi, Mac! It's Panita the Rodeo Queen! How y'all doing? It's a disco fiddle player. Oh, Lord, you're all over the place today. Tell you what. What? I mean, Trump needs to be tough on Russia. So that's what you doing. No, he's not. He's not being tough on Russia at all. He loves Russia. He loves Putin. He doesn't care that they're invading... Crimea Peninsula and all that. Oh, whatever. He can do no wrong. You're such a Trump supporter. Thank you. And uh, look who else is here. My comic, the root I'm the brewmaster. Oh, uh, hey, Tom, delicious. Root Oh, boy. Thank you. Ah, oh, delicious root beer. This is actually very delicious. You're getting good at this. Thanks, Mac. Oh, boy. Mac, do you need some more ointment for your crazy chat hands? No, they're doing fine. Thank you, Benita. Okay, I gotta go. Bye-bye, stream of thought's weird. Yes, my stream of thought is weird today. Very bizarre stream. But uh, I'm glad I was able to finally describe that Midsummer episode. I had that written on my list. What else is on my list? Oh yeah, last month was National Divorce Month. And there's this, there's this uh, artist that I interviewed a long time ago. I can say her name because she never listens to the show. Nikki English is her name. Beautiful, blonde. Wow. And I was talking about Anne Hathaway and how she's beautiful. And I was talking about Christy Brinkley and how she's beautiful. I think I talk about a lot of beautiful women. If you think you're a beautiful woman, well, if you're a woman, you're beautiful in my eyes. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. Ray, ba- Ray Stevenson sang. Ray Stevens sang that song. It's a country song that I play on the weekend country show that I'm on on Country Crossroads Radio. CountryCrossroadsRadio.com It's National Divorce Month. Nikki split up with her husband. It's so sad. Nikki English. And so that 
when I heard about that and that it happened in the month of January, which is National Divorce Month, which is the month that I separated from my wife, lo, these many years ago, I think it's fascinating and it... Well, there was a line in Midsummer Murders that actually there there's always bickering married people on Midsummer Murders. That's part of the reason I love the show. I love to see them wallowing in their discontent and then you don't know if somebody is if maybe someone gets murdered because they're in a bad relationship, whatever. That the 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 the, the reason for the raison for the murder is always fascinating. On that show And it's been on for like 20 years So What happened was There's a line Between these two bickering You know They're having affairs They're horribly married Paired couple And one of them says Well you know I want to do that Because you know We're not joined at the hip And the husband says Well we're not joined anywhere and now the segment we call Live and Loco. The front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated at all times. <laughs> oh yeah. Live and Loco, my friend. Live and Loco. And we certainly are Loco today. Well, this isn't very local, but you know, we had a vice president. Speaking of vice presidents, the Pence guy doing all the work for Trump these days, but Joe Biden who he pretty much was what did he do during the Obama years he did a couple things did the moon what was it the rocket what's a moon shot for fighting cancer ending cancer in in loving memory of his son who who died way too young uh, he is doing all kinds of things now Joe Biden he is splitting his time between programs at the University of Delaware and the University of Pennsylvania you know he used to come down from Delaware every day on a train and he, when he left the final time, a couple weeks back, he left on a train to go back to Delaware from D.C. Officials announced yesterday that Biden will establish a new domestic policy institute at the University of Delaware and will head a foreign policy institute for the University of Pennsylvania, according to the Associated Press. The Foreign Policy Center will be located in D.C., but Biden also will have an office on the Penn campus in Philadelphia. Biden will be the founding chair of the University of Delaware's Biden's Institute, a research and policy center focused on issues including the economy, the environment, civil rights, and criminal justice. He's been named the Benjamin Franklin Presidential Practice Professor at the University of Pennsylvania, where he will lead the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. So pop by there sometime and say hi and say you enjoyed all those wonderful pictures of him and Obama that went viral that people posted funny comments of Biden saying things to Obama like, let's change, all, let's take all the T's off all the keyboards so whenever he tries to type his name, he'll end up typing just rump. At $250, okay, this is almost local. This is an eight mile drive, eight, hour drive away from us, but a $250 million new mega mansion in the exclusive Bel Air neighborhood. Yes, the French Prince of Bel Air lived there, of Los Angeles, which uh, I had a friend that lived there, and I used to go over to his house. I'm serious. I used to go to Bel Air quite a bit. This is back in the 70s. In fact, one time, 
he's like, hey, let's ride my bikes. And he had a couple of dirt bikes. And one of his bikes, well, the only bike he had for me was really small. And so I was riding it, and we were coming down the hill. It's very hilly. In fact, Bel Air is on a hill. That's probably why it's called Good Air. That's French, right? Bel Air? And I was going down this hill, and I went too fast. I, I totally crashed, and I got temporary amnesia. I could not remember my name. I didn't know where I was. It was strange. His best friend was the son of Denise Williams. Remember Denise Williams? Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the man. From the 80s. My baby, he don't like crack. He ain't that that the time. I forgot what the lyrics of that was. It that definitely was not the lyrics to that song, but Denise Williams. I didn't I met her really briefly. I didn't know who she was at the time. Her son was very nice. The passion project of a developer and handbag ta- tycoon Bruce Makowski. The four-level, 38,000-square-foot mansion built on spec includes 12-bedroom suites, 21 bathrooms. Flush them all at the same time, see what happens. Five bars, three gourmet kitchens, five bars, three gourmet kitchens, a spa, and an 85-foot infinity swimming pool with stunning views of L.A., is worth $250 million. It is the most expensive home listed in the U.S. In the U.S., not just Los Angeles, but in the entire United States. There's also a 40-seat movie theater, a bowling alley, and a fleet of exotic and vintage cars worth $30 million that I guess he throw, he's going to throw them in with it. Only, only 3,000 people in the world could afford to buy it, says Mikowski. And I just wanted to share that story with you. Uh, it's uh, kind of one of these flat, stretched out. Looks like a parking garage at this picture. Uh, the Why would anyone spend so much money on a house even with all these amenities, they asked him. He said, quote, it's the kind of thing where I can't sell it. Somebody has to fall in love with it and die over it. And when a person's sitting with $2 billion, $5 billion, or $20 billion in the bank, and it's just a number, do they really want to enjoy every second of their life because this isn't rehearsal, this is real life? Or do they just want to look at a number in the bank? As he, we go outside of Cafe Anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Looking back at Cafe Anyway, I suddenly realized Cafe Anyway looks kind of like a parking garage. It kind of looks like whatever you want it to be. Because this show is all in your imagination. Magnification. 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 Thank you, Paul, for Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Next show, it's going to be Madame Rutabaga, Valentino, and Bison Bell. Mike's TV podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.